Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome to Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way. I'm here with Patty Creamer, and Patty is a product productivity coach for financial advisors, certified professional organizer. She's a speaker, she's an author, and owner of Productivity Uncorked, LLC. Patty works with her clients to simplify their lives and gain control of their time. With Patty, productivity is the result of everything she does. In fact, Patty is a bestseller on Amazon. And it's funny because I'm looking at the name. I'm like, wow, we have a lot in common here. It's called A Woman's Way, Empowering Female Financial Advisors to Authentically Lead and Flourish in a man's world. I think, Patty, we're going to have a lot to talk about here. Um, Also author of But I Might Need It Someday and The Power of Simplicity, as well as a co-author of Success Simplified with the late Stephen Covey. I mean, that's a big name to throw out there. So very, very excited to have you here. Thank you so much for being here, Patty. Good to have you. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me, Robin. I appreciate it. Excited. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. And we, we want to talk about productivity because that's your thing. And uh, we, we came up with the most amazing title here. Be more productive, be more profitable. Right. I mean, you can't get better than that. So tell them a little bit about you and how you got into this productivity thing and how they can be more profitable. That's a lot. Like, we'll get there, but start with a little bit about your background. Well, uh, well just to be real, like, go way back when I was a kid, I used to alphabetize my Halloween candy by uh, Almond Joy to Zagnut. So I was always a really organized kid. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I should take back our similarities because probably now, now, like the only similarity we have is that we both like this idea of the woman's way or a woman's way. Because <laughs> I am the most disciplined organized person on the planet. So I don't even know why I thought I could be like anywhere near your level because I'm not, I, and I'm pretty productive because I'm driven, but I, I'm not organized. Okay. Well, so, well, alphabet, alphabetizing your candy, that is definitely different. And it's the honest to God truth. But um, and as I, when I went through a few different things after college, I had some jobs and I decided to start my own company as a professional organizer. And I thought I invented it, but really um, it was a, a national organization out there with people like that. And so I was kind of very home. And I used to organize hands-on in, in businesses. And then I um, and I would do some residential stuff, but it was never my thing. But I, I was good at it, but I didn't like it as much. So 
um, worked my hind end off for a long time. And then eventually I worked myself into an illness for about four years. And so um, just kind of my body just said, hey, you're killing yourself. So it stopped. And I started doing um, getting certified for as to, to coach um, for organizing and productivity. So once I became a productivity coach, things just got a little bit different there. And um, now um, I met Michelle Donovan, who is the referral coach of the other half of Productivity on Corp. And we, we kept referring um, each other, like she's a referral coach, I do productivity, and she'd get these clients to, to, that wanted to make more business, but they had no capacity. They were so disorganized and a mess. So that she would call me in and I'd come in and coach them to where they were had some systems in place. And once they like, got them sort of under control, they'd go back to Michelle. And then vice versa, I would have people that would get all ready, they'd get all organized and all productive. And they're like, now I need to grow. How do I do it? I'd send them to her. So we joined our businesses in 2012. 2012. And uh, since then, we've just been really doing the one-two punch and uh, working with financial advisors because they basically need to be productive in order to have the to build their practice. And, um, and so we work well together in that way. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. How, how did you get into helping financial advisors? Why financial advisors? And why women? Well, I do that all the time, so I'm going to throw it back to you. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Uh, well, financial advisors, we work with entrepreneurs initially, but financial advisors were attracted to us because we work with, with relationships. That's what Michelle's side is. And what we do for our clients is what they do for their clients, what advisors do for their clients. They help get their life in order. They help get their financials all situated. And we do that for our clients. And so it was kind of like that, that sort of nice alignment for that. And we work with advisors, both male and female. But we have this special micro niche, I call it, that we, we really have a, a sweet spot for female advisors because we, when we first started working with advisors, we're like, women are just, there's none. There are none. <laughs> or if they were here, they didn't stay. Or if they stayed, they were miserable <laughs> you know, and unhappy. And, and so there was so much that we saw and so many differences. And we decided we, we need to do something. So we did write our book specifically for female advisors because we want to support them. We want to attract them, retain them, make them comfortable and let them do things a woman's way, as you know. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. It's so important. Like you said, there, there, there are so few and I mean, yet so many, you know, so many out there that, that are underserved, I think in so many ways, because, um, you know, there's one way to, to do things as far as growing the business and it's very male dominated. It's very much about hard work and dialing for dollars and, and networking and just, just very, um, we, time consuming, if I could just make it simple, like mm -hmm. time consuming. And then I, I think the, a lot of the people when I was doing like keynotes, a, a financial planning association, things like that, I remember they'd have a panel and the panel was mostly men, but there's usually a token female in there. And then the guys, you know, even the women, but we're talking about how they built up their business. And it was all about how, like a lot of pounding the pavement, you know, they, yeah. they were going networking and networking and networking and creating those centers of influence. Which sounds like Michelle talks a lot about and all that stuff worked, but it's, it, then they have their families like to lead your family on Saturdays and Sundays and networking. Like it, it's hard for women, especially. Um, so I love that you focus there and have that micro niche because it's so important that women get served in that way. So yeah. let's get into the the juice because I, like I said, I'm very productive. I, I feel, but I'm definitely nowhere near as productive as I could be if I was more organized. And it sounds like just with your, you know, what you were implying at, implying at the beginning is that, being organized and being productive go hand in hand. So let's start with that. Like, do you have to be organized to be productive? I'm kind of curious about that because I feel like I'm productive, but I'm so far from organized. 
Well, well they are truth. They're, they're two separate beasts. Organizing is usually physical stuff. Productivity is your actual actions of what you do. So they're, they are two completely different things. So you can, the, the key is to feel productive. Like if you're disorganized, but you do a lot and you get a lot done, then you're pretty much productive. And you're, you know, if you're, if you're, <laughs> yes, she gets that. But if you're, if you're a total, you know, train wreck and, and things are all over the place and you have no organization at home, you can't find anything at work or on your phone or anywhere, just things are all over. That's when you start wasting a lot of time. Being organized does obviously help in productivity, but it's not always a natural path for certain people. And that's okay. Yeah. Cause to me, it sounds like, like if you take someone, okay, productivity, you don't have to be organized to be productive, but so I, I would say there's a lot of people who are organized and not productive. And then there are a lot of people who are productive and not organized. I'm yes. one of those people, but there's no doubt that if you combine the two, if I'm productive, but not organized, if I add organization to the productivity, I would be even like, I, I'd be a machine. I mean, I'm already a machine, but I would be an even <laughs> more efficient machine. And if someone who's organized, like they might not be productive because they can be doing all these things, getting things like all pretty and lined up and yes. color coded things. And then they don't get any stuff done that actually gets them an ROI. So what we want to talk about is how do you combine the two to be more productive and be more profitable? So give them some steps. How do we well, do that? So steps on that. Well, really with organizing, the biggest first step is to declutter. You know, you have a lot of clutter in your life and there's physical clutter. So that's what we're talking about. But there's also mental clutter, emotional clutter. There's time clutter, uh, people clutter. You know, you have people in your life who are drainers. You know, those people that just as soon as you see their name on the caller ID, you're like, oh, my God, your whole energy just goes. And so you have people clutter and, and people that you want to be around, but you can't. But people you are around, you don't want to be. And so that, that really takes up a lot of your time and your space and, and energy. And then there's just the overall brain clutter. Brain clutter is just uh, where all you're doing all day long is just swirling ideas, just going all over the place and just not feeling very together. And so a lot of being productive is feeling productive also. I, it's funny because I coach these financial advisors and, I, and I'm talking to them like, well, why am I even talking to you? You're very productive. But it, internally, they feel a mess because they have the swirls in their head and they have all the ideas that are just flying around and things are not capturing. And so that's where we start to, to work on becoming more confident and in capturing what it is that's buzzing around in your head all the time and all the head trash that you have. There's, everybody has head trash. They tell themselves things that aren't true or just that negative self-talk. And so um, a lot of it comes down to, to just feeling like you are organized, M much of it is physical and you do see it, but it's, if there's a difference between feeling and looking organized. If I showed you the other side of my office right now, you might have to go to the bathroom to throw up. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not going to just because I might lose total credibility, but however you're imagining it, it's probably worse than that. Um, I just got back from a trip. I still have my luggage here. My parents are home or at my house, like visiting and we left, like let them have our bedroom. And so, you know, we're in the other room. So it's just, it's just a disaster, but I can't say like, it's not usually like this because this is how I live. And so, um, sorry for everyone who's completely lost all credibility, but 
that's my brain works in a weird way where like I can I can live with it. I'm not saying I'm better because of it, but I'm saying I can actually live with it. Whereas my husband, like he'll freak like he's the kind of guy that's like if there's all this clutter, like Mm -hmm. at some stage, he'll throw things at the wall because he'll be like, I can't stand. And then he'll just take some time and organize and get things all organized. I can have stacks and stacks for months and like still be totally productive. But I'm not going to BS myself and say like, I'm the best me because of it. So let's, let's put me on the couch and like be my therapist a little, cause I'm sure you could do a little bit of therapy um, and imagine well, worse than you can imagine, but like uh, clutter. Okay. So worse you said, step one is kind of like declutter. Okay. So if yeah. I was, I mean, I literally had a box that like I should go through, you know, for like that I'm, I haven't gone through for maybe a year. So did I completely embarrass myself? It's okay. I want to be real. Tell me. So I got to declutter. Sound like for me, the most clutter is definitely physical. And there's like, you know, certain spaces I'm more cluttered and certain spaces I'm not, but I'm definitely a mess. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sloppy person, but I'm, I'm also, I'm neat, but I'm not clean. If that would make sense. Or maybe it's, I, I just clean, but not neat. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I'm not disgusting, but I, I have piles. Let's just say <laughs> emotional. I'm just going to go through what you just said. Cause I think this is like, there's so much, I'm taking notes because there's so much I can learn here. Physical. I'm like, if I said scale one to 10, how much, how much clutter do you have on a physical? I would say like, I'm like nine, like I, I'm very, very cluttered. Emotional clutter. Like I would say for me, I'd say emotional. I know you didn't tell me this, but I, I'm just thinking like emotional clutter. I would say I'm probably like maybe a six, you know, I'm, I'm still like, I got a lot of, cause I'm also a, a visionary. I'm a business owner. I'm an yeah. entrepreneur. And so I'm, I constantly have ideas. And then I also am a woman. So I'm constantly second guessing myself. Like, is that the best idea or should we do something different? Mm-hmm. And I have to keep myself so focused on the way we've done seven figures is like, I gotta be focused. Cause I know that works, even though my, my brain doesn't want to be focused, but emotional, I would say six time. Um, as far as time, I'm probably around the same. Like I'm, I feel like I'm extremely productive, but it's because I'm very focused on the things that I know push the needle. And then I, I don't pay attention to things that don't, but everything, everything is last minute. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm more of a two because everything's last minute. Yeah. Okay. So that gives you an idea people. I don't think I have a lot of people in my life who, who right. bring me down because I, I don't stand for that brain. Like, I guess that was, I, I, I put with emotional, yeah. but so what would be the first step for me then with all that, um, <laughs> all these challenges, Patty? <laughs> me. Well, first of all, the question that I need to know is, do you want to be fixed? Or does it bother you? If it doesn't bother you, it's not a problem then. It's whenever you get to that point where you just feel paralyzed and you can't move on and you're not, you know, your focus is not as clear as you want it to be. Um, then, then it's time to take some steps. And I'm working I yeah, I think that's a great question. I would say I do feel productive. So you said feeling productive is really important because I do feel productive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think like to be real with myself, I'm definitely less productive. And my whole thing is make more money, help more people. So and we have big goals, you know, to reach. And and I know I would be more profitable and more, you know, if I was more productive and I know I'd be more productive if I was more organized. And there are people who aren't getting Robin, who aren't getting me, who aren't getting our organization and our help, which I think we're phenomenal at on the delivery side and the value that we bring because I'm last minute on things and because I don't always have my, you know what together. So, so I'm motivated enough to change, but it's hard for sure. I've run the pattern. I remember I went to a Tony Robbins event. I was like, this year I'm going to be organized. I bought the planner, you know, I was all ready to go. And I'm like, cause I know it's holding me back. And I, since that day, that was probably a decade ago, I still never got organized. So 
I have people on my team to do that stuff because I know it's not my thing, but for sure, I think the world would benefit if I was a little more organized. So I'll, t- I'll definitely take some, some pointers. I figure, feel like at the same time as a guinea pig, the listeners can really help with just as long as it's going to help them right. be more productive and be more profitable, then I'm, I'm happy to be the guinea pig. Yeah. Well, well in, just in the physical decluttering, if you, there's three steps that I go through. The first one is to just understand why you do what you do. And so, you know, if you're wired that way, or if you always say, I might need this someday, so you keep it, or you just don't know how to let go of things, or there's emotional attachment, there's so many different things. all of those, every single one of those, (laughs) every single one of what you just said, like, I'm afraid to throw anything away, like, I might need it someday. What was the first one? I'm like, absolutely, first one's first one. Uh, I forget. <laughs> I understand why I do what I do. Yeah, why you do what you do. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's in my nature. Like I've always been this way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, all okay. of those things. And it's, and it's, it's just, again, understanding that and then actually finding the solutions and then setting the second step is just setting aside the time to actually do the make, create a plan. So that, you know, you know, like if you're looking around your space right now and you say, oh, that the luggage needs to be put away, that's one thing. And then you look over there and you see piles of paper. I need to go through those. Or you see a, a, a bookcase that needs to be decluttered. So each little thing is a different idea of what needs to be organized. And so you just make a list of everything that needs to be done and kind of carve out a little bit of time each week or whatever month, depending on how much time you have left to actually do it. So you're creating a plan to do it. But in the third step, I um, actually show people how to go about the sorting process, because it's really, this is, this is probably the most powerful statement I'll say is that clutter is nothing more than unmade decisions. So clutter is nothing more than unmade decisions is a big statement. And so what you're about ready to do whenever you're decluttering and organizing is make a ton of decisions. If you don't like to make decisions, it's probably not the easiest thing you'll do. That's why they have professional organizers and certified professional organizers. You can hire them uh, to actually physically be in your space or virtually, whichever. Um, But if you are, you know, if you just sit down recognizing, I just need to say, do I need this? Do I want it? Do I have to keep it? Um, Should I toss it? Should I file it? Should I, you know, all the shoulds. When I'm, when I talk about organizing papers, I give four options of what you can do. You can delete or you can throw them away. You can, they require action. You you put it where it belongs and get it out of that space or you file it. And that's the only four options with paper. And and so you sort and sort and sort for the first half of the allotted time you have. The second half, you you put it all away to where it needs to go. Whether you take the trash out, you you take the stuff that goes in a different room or a different space and take it there now and come back. And then you have the action pile and you plan a time to do each action item, whether it's if it's paperwork and you need to do something. And if it's something that needs to be filed. I have a whole, this is like an entire um, day seminar that I'm doing in like eight minutes, (laughs) but there's just ways to make that happen. Yeah. And so it's, but it's just cutting your time in half so that you sort and then put it away because you can sort all day long. And then now you have 48 piles instead of the three you started with. Yeah. So it's getting it to the end result. Yeah. It's so interesting about decisions that you said decisions, because I I love that quote. I mean, clutter is nothing more than unmade decisions. Mm -hmm. And I am totally guilty of that. Like small decisions are extremely hard for me. Big decisions are very easy for me. And it's always been like that. Like I decided to travel around the world for a year after, basically after college, after I worked for a year, mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm traveling. Like, it was like that, like easy. I moved to Philadelphia. I see that you have a guitar. As you're not watching, there's a guitar in the background. I used to be a singer songwriter. I know. And, you know <laughs> I, I moved to Philly to become a singer songwriter. And I made a decision like that. Like it, it, I wasn't 
you know, it wasn't difficult for me. Like it wasn't that I made it in two seconds, but I thought about it. I made the decision and I did it. And that's how uh, I run my business. I'm going to hire this person. I'm going to do this. I'm like, I make fast decisions and I don't, you know, when it comes to investing my business, when it comes to, you know, taking risk, no problem with the big decisions, which I think is why I'm productive and why I'm successful. Mm-hmm. The little things yeah. like what to eat for dinner. Oh, stresses me out, especially if I'm hangry. I mean, don't get me started on where we should. I'm like, honey, you just decide. Don't make me decide. I don't care. Just order me something and get in my mouth. Like I cannot decide what to eat. Like that will stress me out or what to do. Like it freak me out. So, and, and it's so true. Like my husband, just before we left on this trip, um, it was what, like one in the morning, we have a 6am flight. So we had to leave the house about four, four 30. Of course, we're always like, you know, at the last minute. And he's like, I'm like, okay, I'm just about to go to bed, honey. We do these questions at night before we go to bed. So I'm like, let's do our questions. And he's like, hold on, before we leave, we have to go through these papers. And I never go through mail. Like, I don't do it. It's like, I refuse. Like, I'm too, I'm too big for that. But he goes through and he's like, I need to know what you want to do with this stuff. And then it gets in those piles, right? And it's like, okay, here's the pile to file. And, I, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm about to like, you know, rip my hair out. It hurts. It hurts. It's already, I'm already tired. I want to go to bed. I already know I'm getting three hours of sleep. I don't like it. Ended up being two. And, and I'm like, and he starts going through paperwork that night before we leave for a trip. I'm like, honey, do you know your wife? And I have to make decisions. And so I took like, ended up taking a pile, a small pile with me. That was the action pile. Did not set aside time to do anything with it. I don't know. To Laguna Beach, back to, from Laguna Beach, and it's still right here. Hasn't done anything. So, um, yeah, it's 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 very interesting. So, okay, now everybody knows all about my my shortcomings, or at least some of them. Um, so, what I took from that for me is actually the biggest takeaway for me was hire a professional organizer. I'm like, why don't do that? Like, what is my problem? I'm I hire people to do my dishes. Like, I I, I should hire a professional organizer. Maybe yes. one day I'll get through this box. So that's the biggest thing I got. But for the everybody listening, the ladies listening, as far as the how does doing this and maybe there are other things they, they need to do, but give them the the you know kind of next steps besides decluttering to make to how does that open space or get like get them more profitable? How does it get them to the profitable side? Because I'm sure they're listening, going like, okay, okay, I can declutter all day long, but I want the money, baby. Show right. me the money. Right. Well, well, physical clutter is just the beginning of it. There's a whole lot of other stuff. The time clutter is the biggest part. I mean, that's the bigger part of productivity because your time are your actions. And if you are continually spending a ton of time on email, or if you're always um, saying yes to everything and, and you, you just keep saying yes and things keep coming at you and you get busier and busier and you're not saying no to anything, obviously something has to give. And so your productivity just plummets. Um, you know, if you find that you don't delegate, if you have opportunity to delegate and you don't, I, so many of my clients, they just, they feel like they're, they, I don't want to bother that person. It's their job. And so they don't delegate or they just feel bad asking somebody or they don't get enough sleep or they don't plan their day or they're, you know, women are very known to be perfectionists also, which is another productivity killer. And so when they, when they're perfectionists, they procrastinate because they can't do something 100% perfectly right. So they don't do it at all. And so those are the things that eat up time. And so in order to be productive, you have to start to change some of those habits and some of that mindset. You have to start to build confidence in your own decision-making and what you're, you know, whenever you decide what you're going to plan for your day, stick to it and not feel guilty about not taking care of everybody else because you never take care of yourself. This is the things that I commonly see. Women are just so worried about taking care of everybody on the planet, but themselves. And so they're at the end of the day, they're exhausted, but they have nothing on their to-do list checked off, but everybody else around them is happy. And so that to me is, 
how you, you, you start to tackle one of those things at a time. And that's what I do with my clients. I work with female advisors all the time and I work with them for six months or a year at a time. And they just start to unravel all that junk in their head of all the beliefs that they have and saying, you know, I should be doing, no, you really shouldn't be doing that. Well, I don't know. Let's build your confidence up. Let's, let's try a few things and test a few things out. And I bet you no one will even care. And they usually don't. And so I walk them through a lot of that, that whole productivity, just shedding all the stuff that's in their head. And, and that's how you create capacity. So when you have capacity, now you can start to, the right stuff can start to come into your life. And that's what we do on the other side of our business is we have the referral that they come in. But did you ever notice whenever you're like, well, you, I'll ask you because you, you know, if you have a place in your life, that's like all cluttered and stuff, and then you do clean it up the whole world just feels different. It's like therapy and things that are supposed to come to you start to come into your life. It's just like clarity. You know, when you, when you, you sound like you have a very, very clear idea of what you want and you go for it because you have this clarity, the same thing with decluttering with your time and your space, then the stuff that's supposed to be in your life that you want in your life can enter. There's no room for it otherwise until you make room for it. Yeah, I, I definitely, I mean, everything you said is absolutely true. And one of the things I talk about, I have this, uh, the appointment generator challenge, we call it the tag challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I talk a lot about is this idea of perfection. Like it is very, very common. And when I teach them to do these things, the strategies of how to attract quality leads, and these are prospects they don't know and very highly successful, influential. I tell them like how to figure out who that person is and then how to track them. And there, I give them the exact script, what to say, what to send them. And then they don't, do, and then I see them on Facebook going like, oh, what did you say? How did you say? I'm like, I gave you exactly what to say, but they're, they're trying to be perfect. And I have to like, like keep pounding, pounding their yep. heads. And they're like, no, don't let perfect get in the way of possible. Don't, you know, take imperfect action, take imperfect action. And that is something definitely I have gotten good at. And when you say those different things, like delegate, I've gotten very good at because right. I, I know I'm not the one to do it. You know, now my poor COO does everything and she needs to get decluttered because I give her so much stuff. But yeah. I mean, she like delegating, I, I my time is more productive because I don't do the things I'm not good at anymore. But if I was running my business on my own, forget about it. Like I'd never be where I am today, you know? So I had to delegate. I had to stop being perfect. Th- those are huge things to make the, yeah. you know, to, to free up my time to be able to do that. And, and typically I just show up what's on my calendar Mm-hmm. And it's like the big rocks, right? You get the big yeah. rocks. And I always tell my clients, the money-making activities have to be the big rocks and, yep. you know, big rocks. Then you have the little rocks, then you have the pebbles then you have the sand. If you guys don't know the analogy, yep. you got to start with the things that, you know, are going to push the needle and move your business. And that's the, what you're talking about with referrals. It's that's, what's going to get you profitable. Right. But if you're not doing those things that are going to, they're actually money-making activities. I always say when the money-making activities stop, so does the money-making. Bingo. <laughs> So that's why I'm able to be productive with all the clutter. But um, I I know that if if I got rid of all those things, I would have more clarity and I would be more productive for sure. Yeah, and, and you you've um, surrounded yourself with people who are, who have strengths that you don't, and that and you have people period around you. I mean, and if and if an advisor is listening, and they don't have the capacity or the the financial means to hire somebody or to have somebody that's, you know, coaching is always a good option because you can, or taking a course or something like we'll be talking about that shortly, but just doing something to get the right tools in place so that you can uh, declutter and just move forward. That's awesome. Okay. So is there, are there more steps to that? Now we have the capacity or you just, that's where you pass it on to Michelle and, and it's more about the money-making stuff. 
Well, we test it out. You know, once you, it depends on everybody has their own place where they're, where they're stuck. And when I help them unstuck, there's a, there's a million things that I, unst- I help unstuck, but <laughs> unstick, unstuck. Um, just helping people learn how to say no, just the common things that. Um, give me, give me an example, just, just for fun. Give an example of, of someone, uh, a specific example of what they weren't saying no to and what you did with them and then how they started to free up time and say no more often. I, I okay. love those stories. Yeah, I have um, one, we'll call her Joelle. She was a client of ours and she was on the board of directors for three different things. She was in the leadership position in her company on, on several different levels. And she was constantly doing everything for her family, continually just, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. And when we started working together, little by little, they just all started going away. She's like, I can't do this anymore. And, and she was afraid that people would be mad at her, which, and they don't, they're not. <laughs> When you say no, somebody else will say yes, because somebody said no before you and you said yes. So you don't have to worry about that guilty feeling like the world's going to crumble if I don't. Let another do sucker get, get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you say you're afraid to say no, but five people before you said no, so just say no. And if, and if somebody gets mad at you, then it's okay. Not everybody's going to be your favorite person in the world, and that's okay. And so we declare the people. Exactly. And the people and just the activities just always giving your time. If you, if you have a circle and you draw uh, 24 pieces of a pie in it, so you just draw the lines and every one of those triangles is a, an hour of your day. Every time you say yes to one of those hours, you're saying no to something else. And so you keep saying yes, 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 yes. And then right. you don't sleep. I have to pause you there because I had a mentor say that to me. It's almost exactly like that. He said, cause I'm not one of those to say yes to everything, but I'm the, I'm the idea gal, right? So I say yes to a lot of ideas. Oh, let's do this webinar next week. And it's like, we don't have time to do that, but let's just do it anyway. I'm like imperfect action. Let's just do it. Good enough. We'll help somebody. It'll it'll work out. And so I'm the person that's going to say yes, because we'll Mm -hmm. figure it out. And then my poor COO, Ashley is like stuck doing all this stuff and and she, she can't breathe. But um, he said to me, he said, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. Mm-hmm. And that helped me a lot, just like the mindset around that to be like, I started saying no to things, I, you know, in the business, like that I didn't, I'm like, no, let's just keep this really, really simple because mm-hmm. it's going to be complex or to, to get too many things get too complicated. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, one thing and one thing, this is why we're doing the challenge so much, this five day challenge, because that's our mate, like we're really good at this and let's yep. do this. And then, then we have our other programs. And so I, I think that's a huge, huge takeaway for sure. Um, yeah. I have these money types and the money, the, the way you're describing it sounds a lot like this money type called over generous Olivia, because that's very, very typical over generous. Olivia says, yes, yes, yes. And she's always putting everybody else first. And that's very generous theoretically, which is why I call it over generous, but mm-hmm. it's also over generous. Olivia tends to be the person who would spend more time with the prospect, even though the prospect's not committed and then not end up getting the client. They'd end up um, spend like if they do charge fees, they would lower their fees and increase their time. And right. so in the end, they're not able to help as many people because mm-hmm. they're trying to please everyone or always like putting everyone else first when the only way to have like the, the most amazing, incredible contribution is to say no, like you said, and be more specific about who are the people you, you know, I I talk a lot about um, identifying your ideal client and cloning your client. So who are the people you want to attract? And then if they're not the right person, then it's not, it's not the right client for you. Like we say next, instead of everyone. Um, And that's, I think a part of it as well, but it's that over generous Olivia, but it's a false generosity because the the reality is when you give up you, 
and more of your time and more of your attention to help everybody else, you're not able to contribute in the way that you're truly, you would be able to contribute to if you said no more. And if you started doing the right thing for you and your business. So I think that is huge. I think that's very, very typical um, pattern that women run is I think they're being, you know, everybody else, but, and they're also, I always say this, and I, I think this is true too, is that the number one thing that's really going on why you want to say yes to everyone is because your number one fear is judgment. Exactly. There's no confidence. Yeah. You're afraid of what people are going to think or say of you if you don't say yes, or if you don't do that thing, or if you don't, you know, even for your kids or all this stuff, if you just took out that variable and you didn't, you were no longer afraid of people judging you, you'd Mm -hmm. be able to help way more people. And Mm -hmm. it's because you put you first in order to help more people that, in, in fact, puts everybody else first in a different way. So I love that. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit uh, about your course that you're coming to have releasing very, very soon. Um, tell us about the course and also where to find you and where to find it. Okay. It? Okay. The pro- the pro- where to find the course. <laughs> We're getting ready in the next couple of weeks to launch the productive or the pro- profitable productivity plan for female financial advisors. So it is specifically for female advisors. And it's going to include a community on on Facebook, and it's going to have up you know VIP level and mastermind level if that's desirable, and uh, it's going to be available as I said on, in a couple of weeks, but it'll be accessible on productivityuncorked.com, which is our website, productivityuncorked.com. And if you want to go there, you can also just contact me through our contact page or schedule a call with me if you want to learn more about it, and I can happily uh, share some of that with you as well. But it'll be out in a couple of weeks, so just be patient. Yeah. If you get there, depending on when you're listening to this, if you get there and it's not there yet, book a call. I mean, how cool is that? The Patty's going to jump yeah. on a call with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I love courses, but I like, I like personal attention even more. Like talk I don't bite. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, I asked you like to put me on the couch and like, like my <laughs> therapist, you know, I mean, not, not that I need any attention or anything, but I, I like that personal attention because it's confusing. Like I get confused. And, and if you just have that one call and then you jump into the course, like, and you, depending on what level, like you get so much support and that's so amazing yeah. to be able to uncork your productivity and your yes. profit. So um, check it out. Productivityuncorked.com. Um, jump on a call with Patty if you'd like. And definitely if, if the course isn't available yet, keep refreshing, keep refreshing. And then it yeah. will be available soon uh, and, and check it out. Cool. Any other last piece of advice? Um, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I guess the one thing I always like to think about is that if you listen to this and, and you're like, oh, my gosh, something has to give, you, you got to do something because nothing changes if nothing changes. So if you just hang, you just you know stop listening to this podcast and go on about life, uh, nothing's going to change. So do something. Call me. Get on a just do something to get more organized or get more productive so that you can get out from under your out of your own way, I suppose. And be more profitable because yes. when you make more money, you help more people, baby. Exactly. Awesome. I have to ask, even though this might not be relevant, what is the deal with the guitar in the background? <laughs> is it a guitar? Uh, it's a guitar. Well, there's two of them, actually. You just only see one. Um, the, the end of December, like the last day of December, we've got new guitars. We decided to learn how to play guitar during the pandemic. And so um, we've actually played in front of audiences already. So wow. never held it before in our life. We have a little app that we go with and... Uh, just been playing along and and uh, trying to learn it and I'm, I'm sure that i'm not anywhere to the level of anything great but it's it's been a real fun journey trying to figure it out wow that's very cool that's and i don't cool. sing well but we sing is <laughs> <laughs> joy singing is joy for you at least maybe not yeah. the listeners but for you know exactly i've never heard you sing. uh very cool well thank you so much um i'm looking forward to checking out your stuff and i really appreciate this amazing podcast so thank you oh, so much and thanks for having me robin i've been had a blast 
Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the Appointment Generator Challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system. And you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years, or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.